You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, today we are kicking off a brand new series called I Am, and we're going through the I Am statements of God, of Jesus, these next several weeks. And I have the pleasure of bringing you I Am the Good Shepherd. Um, but first, I want to thank Todd, Pastor Todd, for allowing me to have this opportunity. Um, this is a privilege that I don't take lightly, getting to share my heart with you from this platform. So thank you for allowing me to do this. And um, I have a friend here, and she's incredibly shy, but um, I am very thankful that you came. You know who you are, and I'm glad you brought your kiddos with you. And I love you. So it's a nursing friend of mine. So I, I, she was my best friend whenever I was working as a nurse, and are, now we're grown up and have kids. And so... <laughs> We don't get to see each other as much as we would like to, but um, anyway, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Okay, so if you will turn in your Bibles or pull up your Church Center app, we're going to be going through um, John chapter 10. And while y'all get there, I'm going to share a little story because I can. Um, You're a captive audience. You have to listen. So I'm going to share a story of one of my kiddos with the one of my kiddos with you. (laughs) So my son Noah is playing soccer this year, this spring, and um, I um, had Maddie with me, and she needed to go to the bathroom, and if y'all are familiar with soccer fields, they're never, your game is never near a bathroom. They're like a mile away. (laughs) So um, at halftime, oh, and y'all are here, yay. Um, Noah has the pleasure of playing on Coach Eric and Dahlia Longoria's team, the Wolves. We're glad they're here, so shout out to Eric, Coach Eric. He's, he's doing a fantastic job with the boys. But Maddie had to go potty. So during halftime, we get on the mile trek to go find the toilet. And uh, while, we're th- while we're walking, Maddie steps on a weed. And she goes, oh no, Mom. I said, what's wrong? She goes, I stepped on a bee. And we keep walking. And I'm like, Maddie, it's fine. I'm 37. I've never been stung by a bee. I think you'll be all right. So we just keep walking. And about a minute later, I feel this intense pain on my toe because I'm wearing (laughs) flip-flops. And I look down, and I see a bee fall off and a nice little stinger sticking out of my toe. And I was thinking, oh my goodness. And being the nurse that I am, I'm like, okay, I need to get a credit card, something to scrape this stinger out of me because if you pinch the stinger, it injects more of the poison that makes it, makes it hurt. So I um, left my credit cards back at, with my family. So I had to reach down and I just went ahead and pulled it out. And Maddie was like, oh, mommy, 
That bee was supposed to sting me, not you. <laughs> and quite frankly, I am so grateful the bee stung me because it would have been drama works the rest of the day <laughs> with her. So I said, baby, I am so grateful the bee got me and didn't sting you. I'm very thankful. And anyway, that's my Mother's Day story to share for today. <laughs> so, okay, so um, we're going to jump into John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. So my first point is shepherds, the shepherd gives and sacrifices. The shepherd, you're kind of wondering, we, we don't talk about shepherds these days. We kind of live in a suburban area of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So we're not having, we don't have a lot of cattle, most of us or have shepherds that are traveling long ways. But, so I'm gonna, I kinda wanna discuss with you, what does that look like for us? What is a shepherd, what does that mean to us? And shepherds at the time cared for their sheep. They provided for their sheep, um, they fed the flocks of sheep, they led, they protected, they loved, and they sacrificed. It was faithful, the shepherd was always faithful to his master. And he cared for the sheep more than he cared for himself. He made sure the sheep ate before he did. When I was a little girl, I was playing down the street. <laughs> and um, we had a neighbor about 10 houses away. I, I was nine years old, probably, and riding my bike down the street. And I was playing at my neighbor's house with their mailbox. The mail had run, and I was playing the little mail girl. So... <laughs> I took her mail out, I'd run around the mailbox, and then I'd put it back in to the box. <laughs> and um, there was this woman across the street who was watching me, all nine years old of me, <laughs> and she goes, little girl, do you know that playing with mail is a federal offense? And I'm gonna call the police and they're gonna arrest you. And I was terrified. I run home hysterical, telling my mom, Mom, I'm going to jail. This lady down the street. And my mom wanted me to point out, who was that? Who told you that? And so my mom left. I don't know where she went. She said, go inside. Go watch some TV. So I go lay down on the living room floor. I remember it just like it was yesterday. The fan was blowing, and it felt really good. I was crying. My really hot red face watching Nickelodeon and with my feet propped up on the entertainment center wondering am I gonna get to watch Nickelodeon in jail <laughs> and my mom came home she said Crystal you're fine years later I found out that my mom went down there and gave that woman a piece of her mind <laughs> trying to scare her daughter and um, the lady just sat there and smirked at her as my mom was what are you doing leave my daughter alone but my, my point in all of that is she was protecting me mama bear came out and that is what shepherds do for their sheep they protect them point number two the hireling takes John 10 12 through 13 says, a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they, do, they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money, and he doesn't really care for the sheep. 
So a hireling works for money. They're not. He doesn't work for the sheep. He's working for the money. Um, the hireling looks out for their self more than the sheep. They flee danger and they worry about their own self-preservation, not the sheep's. And the hireling allows the sheep to be scattered. So it took me a while. I had to talk with Pastor Todd. What is a hireling? Well, come to find out through my research, a hireling is anything that distracts us from our shepherd. Anything that can take our focus off the shepherd and distract us, you know, when one gets away, one sheep gets away, it can be attacked by a wolf very easily, and the shepherd won't be there to protect it. So, a hireling for me, I'm just going to be real honest, is my emotions. I struggle with worry, anxiety, and depression sometimes, and those can get the best of me if I'm not ready. And what do I worry about, you ask? Todd and I, we're, we're married. We've been married almost 14 years. And we have four beautiful children. We're all healthy. And we have a church. And everything's wonderful. But just like you, we worry about our finances sometimes. Going to the grocery store is not cheap these days. And I fill my basket full of food. And I'm wondering, am I going to have enough money to cover all of this food? I worry about my kids' well-being at school. I worry about having enough time in the day to complete the things I need to. But sometimes I spend so much time worrying that I waste my day away and don't have anything accomplished by the time my day comes to an end. That is a distraction. That takes my focus off of the Lord. And I get worked up about things that are insignificant. Uh, Miss Ruby said last service, the internet, um, which, yes, I didn't want to bring that one up, but since she did, <laughs> reels, TikTok, Facebook, all those things are distractions in our lives. And what do we get out of them? How do they help us in our lives? They don't. They distract us. They waste our time. And I, I kind of threw my husband in front of the bus last service, so I'm going to do it again this, this service, too. So he's very open about his um, driving challenges um, when he's on the interstate. <laughs> and if someone cuts him off, he's not really happy about it. And that anger can consume us if we allow it. It can completely change our mood. If our children are giving us a hard time and, and challenging our peace, if they're challenging your role as a parent, it can really upset you. It can really ruin your day and distract you from the things that you need to get done. Amen. So everyone has a hireling. I've shared mine with you. I've shared Pastor Todd's with you. So what is your hireling? And what do we do about it? Like, really, I mean, worrying about finances, that's a real thing to worry about. That's really something to be concerned about. However, God has always provided for us. We have not gone without a meal, clearly. <laughs> we have not gone without clothes. We have not gone without a home, a roof over our head. God has always provided for us. So why am I worrying why am I worrying? It's a distraction. It's a distraction because if Satan can de deceive us and distract us, then he, God doesn't get the glory. So 
Let's see what the Bible has to say about that. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in time of evil. Then after you battle, you will still be standing firm. It's powerful, it's so powerful. God gives us everything we need to resist evil. Are we doing enough? Are you doing enough to protect yourself? Because God has given you what you needed, what you need to resist Satan. And you know he's working. He's always working. He doesn't sleep. At least he hasn't for me. <laughs> John 10, 14 through 16. I'll continue with point three. The shepherd knows the sheep. And the sheep know the shepherd. And John 10, 14 through 16 says, I am the good shepherd. I own sheep and they know me. I know my sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also, that they will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. So the shepherd knows the sheep, and the sheep know the shepherd. God knows Jesus. The shepherd knows his sheep, and God knows me. The Father knows me. He knows my weaknesses. He knows my strengths. He knows me. The shepherd sacrifices for his sheep when no one else will. Do you ever feel like you're in a battle all alone? You're not. Your shepherd is there with you. Sheep who do not have a shepherd will follow the shepherd because they want to be led. They want to be cared for and directed and protected. The good shepherd knows his sheep in the same way the father knows his son. Some of my earliest memories, when I was a little girl, I would listen to my mom sing me lullabies. And it brought me comfort. 
hearing her sing. And there were times that we weren't at home and we would be out somewhere visiting family at a family reunion or wherever and I would not be in my home surroundings and I would climb up in her lap and lay my ear on her chest and just hearing her voice calmed me and soothed me. It helped me feel protected. It helped me feel safe. And just in that way, we can climb up into our father's lap and feel his safe protection around us. He can give us security, just as I felt like when I was a little girl. But we have to know to go to him, just like I did when I was little. My mom didn't come pick me up and make me lay on her chest. I sought after her. And we, in the same way, have to do that to our father. Number four, my father loves me because I lay down my life. That's what Jesus is saying in John 10, 17 through 18. The father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also take it back up again. For this is what my father has commanded. And what Jesus is saying there is he is prophesying his death and resurrection. Just like Pastor Mo mentioned a few weeks ago when we were doing communion, it's probably been a month now, that Jesus willingly poured his blood. It wasn't spilled. It wasn't an accident. He did it intentionally. He sacrificed. It was freely given, willingly. The shepherd's life was not taken. The shepherd's life was given. And because the shepherd gave his life, he chose to give his life because he knows the value of his sheep. Let me say that again. The shepherd knows the value of his sheep. When we see someone make sacrifices for others, our respect and appreciation and esteem grow for the one making the sacrifice. Um, what readily comes to my mind is I think of our military, gentlemen and women who go overseas and give freely of their time, willing to, be, willing to die and lay down their life so that we live in a free country. And many times it's not war. Sometimes they're sent to remote locations. I know Pastor Todd's dad was sent to a remote island in Alaska for a year. Like, they had food shipped in for them. They didn't have stores. <laughs> they had a place to sleep, and they had a place to work. And that was it. But they, he gave. He left his family. He left his children. He left the luxury and comforts of his own home to protect our homeland. Much like a mom sacrifices her life for her kids, she loses sleep, she deals with messes, lots of them, <laughs> does laundry, she gives of her time, she gives of her effort, her energy to invest and grow and help their, her children grow and their knowledge so that they can be productive citizens of, of the world one day. It doesn't just come. It's taught. But the point is, our, our shepherd laid down his life for us. 
And I'm sorry, I went back to our old terminology. Um, what does this mean for us? But really, think of it this way. What are our transformational moments today? Number one, we have a shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. And not only is he our shepherd, we need a shepherd. We need a shepherd. We can give of our time in order to help others. We can sacrifice things we would want in order to serve and give others. Those are things that we can do to help inspire those around us. But we have a shepherd. And number two, we are the sheep. We are ignorant. There are so many times I feel like when I'm in the midst of a battle, there are things that are going on that I cannot see. Because Ephesians told us, it's our battle is not against flesh and blood, it's against the spiritual realm. It's in the spiritual realm. The forces of good and evil. And we don't know what's going on all the time, but our shepherd does. He knows. He is wise. And he knows what to do. We need direction. We need protection. And we need to be cared for by our shepherd. And how can we be cared for by our shepherd? Well, praying is a good place to start. Pray without ceasing. Have that relationship with the Lord. He reveals himself to you through your prayers. He reveals himself to you through worship, listening to songs. He reveals himself to you through reading his Bible. It's, it transforms your life. We need to be cared for and we can be cared for with our relationship with God. And number three, the last thing I really want you to know today is that you are valuable. Your shepherd knows you, he values you, and he cares for you. You have gifts and talents that no one else does, and you have a purpose to fulfill in this world that no one else can. Do you believe that this morning? You have a purpose. You have a reason. Terry, if you'll turn the lights down. Maybe you're wondering, what does it look like? What does it look like to give your life to the Lord? Well, I'm going to walk you through a prayer here in a second. And if today is your day to surrender to the Lord, I'm going to have you repeat after me. And you can do that. You can enter into a relationship with him this morning. Also, maybe you're thinking, I've messed up. Crystal, you don't understand what I've done. You don't understand the people I've hurt. You don't understand. I don't. You're right. I don't. I don't know you like that. But your shepherd does. And there is nothing... The Bible tells me there is nothing that you can do that will keep you from him. We all have made mistakes. There is not a person in this room who deserves what Jesus did for us by dying on the cross and sacrificing his life and resurrecting again. 
but he chose and gave freely, knowing that he would rescue you and that you could enter into a relationship with God and that you would be saved. When he was on that cross, he had you on his mind. Think about that. He was thinking about me. He knew I wasn't good enough, but he did it anyway. He did it freely. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the awesome God you are. And Lord, you know the hearts of the people in this room. You know the hearts that need to be transformed. And God, I pray that you give them the confidence to step forward and surrender their life to you and help them know that you will do life with them. And it won't be easy, but you made a way and you will be with her with them. you've not prayed the prayer, I'm going to pray a prayer and repeat after me. You can do it silently. I don't want to embarrass you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, just repeat, dear God, I fail you. I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I believe in your son. I believe what you did, and I thank you, and I surrender my life to you. In this moment, my life is given to you. In your holy name, amen.